members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of the other ground live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is August the 4th. It is a Tuesday. I am in the middle of a hurricane warning. So who knows how long I'll be speaking this evening. Mother Nature can't stop this show. God damn it. We got to keep this train rolling. <laughs> I see yeah, the OG we'll see Army. About that. My, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. my power has been in and out since about, oh, 2.30 or 3 o'clock. So let's see if it can uh, be stable for an hour. Well, let's hope so. I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Hey, guys. Always happy to see you there. Uh, how'd your day go? Uh, assumingly not great if you're in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah, being in a hurricane warning and earlier being in a tornado warning, it's been, uh, it's been a day. Yeah, I can imagine so. Um, weather here hasn't been like that. It's been rainy off and on for the past couple of days. Uh, so I think we're maybe getting like the very edge of what you got going on. I haven't bothered to actually look at the weather. I just know it's been kind of shitty the past couple of days off and on. So uh, hopefully you won't get uh, hit with anything bad. Is Connecticut really uh, a hurricane type of spot? I mean, just because it's on the East Coast, I guess so. But I thought it was a little bit far north enough to not really have to worry about dealing with that. Well, I mean, we don't get the crazy, like, destroy everything, like Puerto Rico, Florida hurricane, but we get the, uh, as it moves up the coast and sometimes catches a little bit more wind, we get that. Mm. I mean, I am less than an hour from the coast. Right, right. So you don't have to worry about things like storm surges and shit like that because you're too far away, but you can still have to worry about the rain and the winds, I assume. Yeah, I'm not going to get hit with a wave, but uh, <laughs> yeah, hurricane will still fuck some shit up. Ah, yeah, I imagine so. I mean, I don't know how close to the shore he was, but Kevin Smith uh, tells a story about uh, living in Red Bank, New Jersey, and uh, having like floods come in one year that flooded out all kinds of houses, killed all the neighborhood cats. So, like, like, but we're so we're talking like two or three feet high, uh, maybe even higher actually. I think, uh, but uh, I, I don't know where Red Bank is compared to uh, like uh, the, the shore as well. So I don't know how far those storm surges and sort of things can go really. Yeah, Mother Nature is 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 something. I know you're you're tired of me hearing hearing me talk about it, but Michigan's actually pretty awesome for that. We have no natural disasters of any kind. Uh, we barely uh, get tornadoes. Detroit, that's a man-made disaster, sir. <laughs> uh, we barely get tornadoes. We're on the very very edge of Tornado Alley, so it's not statistically significant. Uh, we don't have earthquakes, no mudslides, no forest fires. Um, you know, basically nothing at all. If you can handle a shitty winter, Michigan's really a great place to live in. Yeah, you have terrible winters. You don't mm -hmm. have access to the ocean, and you have Detroit. Sir, I'll have you ever my seen a great lake? Morning. Have you ever seen a Great Lake? Uh, it's as big as you know. It's pretty goddamn big, dude. If you were standing it's just on an overgrown puddle. <laughs> Now you're just trolling. As far as I'm concerned, if you if you can stand on the shore and not see the other shore, that's pretty big. Uh, it's I mean, shit, dude. The Great Lakes are bigger than your fucking state. Pretty much all three out of four of them, or four out of five. Uh, Lake St. Clair is the only one that's not gigantic, and it's still bigger than like uh, three or four counties in a state. Really, it's the uh, Great Lakes are a really impressive thing. Now, granted, I realize they're not the same as an ocean as far as like you can't go swimming in them. Uh, although, from what I assume, you're far up north uh, that the ocean's probably not that awesome for swimming in anyways. No, during like the warmer months, it's actually pretty nice. And yeah, yeah, you may not be able to see the other side of a great lake and it may be bigger than a state. But the ocean is bigger than the continent. Well, yeah, I realize that. But we're it's you know, an we're overgrown puddle. <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective, sir. If your if your ship goes down in the middle of Lake Superior, you won't care whether it's an ocean or a lake. You're going to drown just the fucking same. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and it's not salty, so you don't have to worry about any of that shit. You know, you don't want, you don't have to worry about fucking up your skin, which I assume uh, uh, salt. I don't know, dude. I've never been to the ocean. Uh, that's actually not true. I've been to the ocean for like three minutes uh, when we were in Florida. We went and visited the ocean just so I could say that I've seen an ocean, and it looked like one of the Great Lakes. Uh, it was uh, like February, so it wasn't warm, and there's was a pretty cold wind coming off of it, so I didn't go frolicking in the waves. 
Uh, but I was actually kind of disappointed. W one of the things that bothered me the most was they say, you know, like, whenever I read stories about the ocean, people always wrote about how you smelled it way before you got to it, like the salt smell and the of the ocean. And I couldn't smell fucking shit. I mean, it, to me, it, it was exactly the same as standing on the shore of one of the Great Lakes. Yeah, you just you don't have the the real real perspective there, Jay. You and your <laughs> you and your sheltered Michigan life. My sheltered Michigan life, sure thing. So, sir, what do you got today? Well, I think the biggest news of today was the gigantic explosion in Beirut. Did you hear about that one? Fuck yeah! I just recently saw it. I was uh, busy watching TV all day, which is a fucking switch for me. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and yeah, I, I've seen like two or three different angles. Holy fucking shit! Some of them, I don't know if I, the I can't imagine how the people that took the video are alive because you know. I saw one shot of the video of the explosion rather where the shock waves coming toward him and it seems to like blow away a building. That's like a block away from him. Like you can see this top of the building start to come off of the debris and shit. And then all of a sudden the, the shock wave hits him and then, you know, and all you see is crazy spinning shit and the video's over. There's no way that dude's alive. Uh, he could very well be alive, Jay. Like only, and I hate to say only, but only 73 people died. Right, but he was—he looks so close. I mean, l literally, and I realize camera angles and things like that can make it seem different, but it looked like a building like 100 feet from him, 200 feet from him, was dis disintegrated by the fucking shockwave. It's not going to decrease that much in a couple hundred feet, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe he was sheltered or, or, some, or got lucky or something like that, but I felt like I was watching the video of a dead guy. Yeah, I don't know about that part, but yeah, that was that was quite the uh, the explosion. Seventy three dead, thirty seven hundred injured after just a crazy bomb looking explosion. I don't think they have much information out there as far as what actually caused it or what. what I read something it to be that big. Well, I read something that they said what explosion what exploded was ammonium ammonia nitrate. Or I might be saying that wrong. Well, yeah, there's been speculation of what's what's happened, but I think technically, like the the actual source, like has not been verified as of as of yet. Yeah, and that's just fucking terrifying. And the one of the scariest things about that is you never really know what you're living near. I'm assuming most of those people that are around there had no clue there was something in the vicinity of vicinity of them that could blow up like that. Well, yeah, it's not something that you get an alert for when you move into, you know, your your beachfront property. Right, right. And, well, obviously some people don't have to worry about that depending on where they live. But back on Detroit again, think about Detroit. Detroit is filled full of different factories, not as much as back in the day, but there's still quite a few factories building stuff. There's, there's well, it's not just Detroit. There's factories and, and those sort of places everywhere. And you might not realize that you're living close to one because everyone, you know, no matter how residential your house is, there's normally like one of those commercial industrial districts not too terribly far away from you. Even where I live in Rochester Hills, which is a really nice neighborhood, there's industrial parks going off of some of the main roads and who knows what kinds of fucking businesses are back there. Yeah, but still, I mean, at least it's Detroit and even fire wouldn't be caught dead there. So I think they're safe. <laughs> I don't mean specifically Detroit, just in general, but you, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of a scary thought to not know what's around you like that. And it, so, as I mentioned, it could be anywhere. You could have something like that. Not too far from you, sir. Well, you know what else is scary? You could walk outside and the sky itself could kill you. <laughs> well, this is true on several different levels. What do you mean though? There's things called lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was more, uh, on my way to work, uh, parked my car and it's raining. So I got my umbrella out and I'm walking through the parking lot and I've got a pretty long walk, uh, because the employee parking is very far away from the, uh, country club. So it might even be like a quarter or a half a mile, maybe it's, it's a good long ways and there's thunder and shit while I'm walking with my umbrella and I'm already the tallest thing around. <laughs> that's pretty normal for me. And now I'm holding a metal umbrella over my head as well. I'm like, this doesn't seem like a good idea. Did they not think out umbrellas? Well, cause there's, I'm sure there are plastic ones, but most of the ones I've seen have like metal handles and metal like shafts on them. And that seems a poor uh, idea for something that you're going to be using in the rain. Well, somebody has got to die. 
<laughs> uh, did you see that? Uh, uh, I didn't even watch the footage because I, I didn't want to because it'd be too much of a bummer. But And this happens like on a regular basis. There's a soccer team that got struck by lightning, I want to say, three or four or five days ago. No, I didn't see it. But, yeah, it's it happens. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the ones that surprised me. I'm like, don't you guys think you should stop playing if there's like a thunderstorm and shit? Uh, and maybe I'm giving them uh, too much hassle. I'm I'm assuming it's happened before without even it really raining because sometimes you'll just get lightning before the storm really starts. Well, and that's the other thing, right? Is even if it's snow, even if it's storming, like that could be the first lightning strike of the storm that would yeah. have caused them to, you know, pack it up and and be done. Well, at the country club, they have all kinds of fancy equipment to keep track of that. Uh, like we have equipment that tell will tell us if there's a lightning strike within fucking fifty miles of us. And if there's a lightning strike within a certain distance, they clear the course, even if it's like not raining near us at all. Yeah, but those are just actually undercover electronic devices to, you know, search out bugs because of the entire Jewish mafia connection. Oh, I was was trying to figure out what the fuck you're talking about. It's pretty neat technology. Uh, We've never had to have any issues about that. Uh, they actually spend a lot of money at that club uh, for different things like that. Like, God, four or five or six, maybe even seven years ago, uh, they spent a shitload of money uh, renovating the entire golf course's drainage system. Uh, so now a regular rainstorm will not stop the uh, golf play for until uh, any for any longer than it takes for the rainstorm to move out because they've got in like in underground drainage systems to keep the uh, course properly uh drained uh so it has to rain a fucking shitload before they can't use golf carts on the course and that's what it's all about because it used to be it rained if it rained any more than a decent amount you couldn't use uh, golf carts on the course for like a day or two because it had to dry out because you'd fuck up the the course now they have all this elaborate drainage system in there and you can literally take your golf cart out like a, a half hour after it stopped raining most of the time well, that and they needed a place to uh, be able to flush the body parts, so that was the, uh, uh, the other reason there. Uh, we've got a lake for that. That's not a big deal, which is where they do all... Of, they got lucky on that one. I, I guess it's just uh, good planning. Uh, we don't pay for our irrigation system's water because we pump it all from our own lake. Yeah, that's that sounds like another Jewish mafia thing. You know. <laughs> Dude, there's so much technology at that golf course. Like I've watched the... Uh, uh, ground superintendent, uh, like start sprinkler systems with his phone, you know, just, you know, dial a certain number, hit punch a couple buttons in it. And it starts the sprinkler system. I go, wow, that's pretty high tech. He goes, no, we're actually behind the times on that. Now it's all in fucking iPads and shit. He goes, this shit's, this is technology from the early two thousands. <laughs> so I guess we're behind the times on that, but it's still pretty impressive. Yeah. Old people, country clubs, they, uh, yeah, they have all the perks. They do. They do. If they you have all if the you... fucking money. Right, right. If you could be a rich person, I highly recommend it. Uh, I've uh, witnessed your life from the outside many times, and it looks pretty goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that would be the case, and I, I think we should all work on that one, Jay. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's all work on being rich and report here tomorrow. <laughs> well, we've got to be already like halfway there, right? I mean, after the run of guests we've had on the show and you know how much interest has, has peaked, like we're we're got to be close to that Spotify deal, right? You got to be, got to be. I mean, you know, if they're giving Joe Rogan a hundred million, they probably got at least ten or twenty to throw our way, right? Got to be Split more that than that. If... There's two of us. There's only well, one Rogan. That's true. I I didn't even think about that. We so we need at least two hundred million. And we go. You know, well, no, no. Let's not be greedy. I, I'd be perfectly happy with ten million for my half of the Spotify deal. So Spotify people get a hold of me. Ten million for me. Ten million for Big Dalton over there. Let's get this shit done. I don't even know what we're waiting for. Yeah, and where the hell is my my Vizzy contract? Come on, Vizzy. <laughs> Step up. How, how quickly you throw White Claw to the wayside, man. Well, it's they're that inferior, much... and they never sent me any free White Claw, so fuck them. Fuck them. We're working on the Vizzy contract now. Wow, Tedder's going to be really proud that he converted you. That's not the first thing he's converted me. <laughs> Dude, I am so jealous of people being able to drink now. Uh, I don't know. Yes. No, I, I, uh, I didn't really care that I didn't drink anymore until my IBS told me that I couldn't. Now I kind of, now I kind of miss it a little bit. Uh, cause I had lots of good times drinking. I, I just, I quit because I can't handle my alcohol. I, I overdo it every fucking time. And actually, you know what? That's a lie. Um, 
that's part of the reason why I quit. Part of the reason I quit was because the hangovers were getting so bad. I couldn't even enjoy getting drunk beforehand. Uh, you ever, you ever did that? Uh, you, you said hangovers don't really bother you all that much. If I remember correctly. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a hangover, especially since I've gotten older and understood, you know, supplementation right, so right. now, if I'm going to drink a bunch before I go to bed, just take some, uh, take some glutathione and just fine. Yeah. So my idea of, uh, uh, taking care of myself before I went to bed is if I didn't get too drunk, I'd try to drink a couple glasses of water. And then if I happen to wake up in the middle of the night, drink another glass of water, that was taking care of myself, but I, it wasn't fun for me anymore. I would get two or three drinks in. And basically as soon as I started getting a buzz, I started thinking about the hangover the next day. And that's no way to have fun. So, and that was one of the main reasons why I quit. I was just like, yeah, dude, if, if I, if I'm drinking to have fun and I'm spending the entire time worrying about the hangover, why am I drinking? Yeah, but that fits your entire, like, kind of obsessive compulsiveness of thinking of that while drinking the same way that you're thinking about getting struck by lightning, even though no one you've ever known will probably ever be struck by lightning. Yeah, yeah. This kind of seems to be your thing. Yeah, and, and, and my latest thing is I, I'm starting to think more and more about uh, quitting weed, just because not for any real reason, I mean, other than money, that's always a reason. But I'm not enjoying it anymore. Like, I've been sitting around smoking weed all day, and I don't really feel all that high, to be honest with you. And I didn't buy cheap shit this time. I, I bought, I didn't buy really expensive shit, shit. I can't afford it. But I didn't, like, buy bottom-of-the-barrel weed or anything. So I should be having a good time all day. And while I didn't have a bad day by any means, I don't feel like I'm super high. I probably don't sound like I'm super high. And after spending all day fucking smoking weed, I should, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, let's let's test it. Like, uh, you know, just try to work in Stipe Miocic's name a few times, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe Kirik or his eunuch father. I said unique, you assholes. That that no, one I you said perfectly eunuch. fine. No, I did not. I'll go back and watch it. Listen to that. I'm pretty sure that I did not. You guys are just assholes. Uh, no, and I don't think my pronunciation problems will go away if I don't smoke weed. I'm sure they'll get better. Uh, but part of that's just me, and there's nothing I can do about it. But but yeah, I, it, it's not, it's starting to be not fun. I mean, I'm when you, when I start smoking because I don't know what to do when I'm not smoking, that's not a real reason to smoke. No, no, that's, that's the exact same reason that people get super fat is they oh, yeah. start eating because they're bored or they start eating because they're emotional. Yeah. And and that's how, and, that, and read, weed was always my crutch like that. Uh, there's nothing to do. I'll smoke some weed. Uh, you know, video games are more fun when you smoke weed. Oh, this book's a lot better when I smoke weed. And yeah, it's starting to not be, uh, I say this now after smoking a whole bunch of weed, I, I might try to quit tomorrow and get like a half hour and go, Oh, fuck that. That's what tends to happen. I always have good intentions and highest of hopes. And then when I actually go to do it, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. So well, I'm not you're making going any to be held to task coming here in right at two months. Yeah, this is true. Remember we're doing this for October. Yeah, maybe I should, if nothing else, I should probably try to taper off some because October is going to suck if I go from full bore to fucking nothing. Yeah, but at least you will have everybody on your ass if you relapse during October because you can't let everyone down because we're all giving something up. Yeah, that's true. And I've never been able to lie to you guys. That's the one thing I'm proud of myself. I've never bullshitted you guys. I've told you about my successes and my failures. Uh, quite a few failures, not that many successes. Uh, speaking of failures and successes, hold on a second, let me put this little dog down who's heard something that she wants to go investigate. Come on, little dog. Uh, new week for working out, and it's my first strength block deload a week. And I don't think I'm happy about it, sir. Uh, you will be when you hit next week. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of bummed me out. I, I just, you know, I've been building up and building up, building up, and uh, last week, my first session of everything, I didn't feel like I put enough weight on. So my second set, even though it recommended that I put down, do a little less, uh, I left the same or even moved up a little more. And I was really happy with the results. Uh, on my last leg section session, I added more weight than I thought I could handle and I was able to handle it, man. That's a good feeling, isn't it? When you put something on there that you don't think you're going to be able to lift and you can do it. I never have that issue. You, you always think you can lift it. I guess you've got yourself dialed in so much, but for me, well, it was a really good thing. Feeling. Like when you, when you truly get into programming like this, like you should never fail a lift in the gym. Like as long as you're following the way that you set out, you should never fail. So that way you set yourself up. The, the only time, like number one, you can't put it in your mind that it's even possible to fail. But the only time you would fail is when you 
actually went out and competed and tried to throw something absolutely crazy on the bar. Right, right, right. Uh, Sly Dog said my IBS will get better if no weed. Really, it's funny. There are some studies that say uh, weed helps IBS because it helps relaxation a whole bunch of different ways. Now, I granted 90% of the studies I found were on websites that are like marijuana, Dr. MD and shit like that. So obviously they've got a bias, but I did find at least one or two that were on regular websites that said, uh, we can help with your IBS. On the other well, hand, there's a, there's a gentleman on the uh, OG who says, uh, he has IBS issues and his doctor who's like part of a Mayo clinic study said it's bad for him. So I don't know. Well, have you thought about getting rid of the weed and maybe pick up some sort of like CBD stuff? Uh, it's, uh, isn't that basically the same thing about the THC though? Well, yeah. And, and it also isn't going to give you lung damage because generally you're taking like pills or things like that. Like oh, so all well, the negative yeah. parts of weed would be gone. And it's just the positive, positive kind of like medicinal parts of it that you'd be getting. Right. Right. Team evil bad guy says he's, we used to quit a couple times a year for job hunting and he didn't have much of an issue with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's different for different people. I smoke a whole bunch. Even though I've, I've stopped smoking weed, I still smoke probably an excessive amount. Uh, so it has something to do with it. And I've been smoking for, God, how long now? Uh, 15, 25, 35, 40, um, 32 years. <laughs> so Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's fucking. Uh, yeah, I go through about twice that team evil bad guy. I go through about two ounces a month. Thank God they're fucking cheap. Otherwise, I'd be broke. <laughs> oh, he's been doing it for longer than me, though. Yeah, up to 30. He's been doing it for 36 years. Yeah. Um, oh, snap. <clears throat> so, so yeah, uh, that's definitely something that I need to address. It's, uh, oh, yeah, a team evil bag. Yeah, I can get ounces for 75 bucks. Uh, those aren't the best ones. I normally do the uh, ounces for 100, maybe 125. Uh, but I try to keep it underneath that because I smoke so much and I can't, and I can't uh, justify spending, you know, three, four or $500 a month on weed. I try to keep it under tw uh, $200 a month. That's my budget. Uh, I don't know what percentage, probably in the twenties, low twenties. That's what most of them are like 18 to 22. I think <coughs> Michigan is an amazing spot for weed right now. Um, the, with all the, even with the regulation stuff, like it's pretty easy to get. It's completely recreational legal now. Um, so people are growing a shitload of it even before it was recreational legal and it was only medically legal <coughs> and they were trying to only have licensed people do it. There's still tons and tons of people having renting buildings in Detroit and like throwing up lights and shit and growing a whole bunch of cro crops. Uh, and then, you know, then after six months moving to a different building, so they don't get caught. So there was a huge black market, uh, for weed in Detroit and most of it got sold to medical places, uh, even before the recreational started. So even before recreational started, the prices were pretty fucking low. Now that that's kind of recreational has happened, it's just dropped the market entirely. Don't get me wrong. There's still weed out there that you can buy for three or four, three or $400 a fucking ounce. Uh, but I don't buy that type of weed. <laughs> I buy weed that normally isn't cured. Awesome. So it might not have that awesome taste or, yeah, or it just doesn't look pretty. Uh, there's with so much competition, people, you know, have to have the perfect bud for those high prices. And you buy, yeah, I buy legal. I fuck. I, uh, this is a team old bad guy. asked if I buy legal and no, uh, dude, I have it delivered to my fucking house. <laughs> That's how legal it is. Now I, I go to a website, pick out what I want, send them a text message and sell and tell them what I want to get. And they send me a message saying how long it'll be before they get to my house. It's a hell All of a right. thing, sir. <laughs> Sorry. We, we kind of went on a little segue about weed there. Uh, but this long and short of it is I think, uh, I've got probably another ounce between two or three different types that I have sitting around here. I'm going to try to smoke that as slow as possible and as little as possible. And when that's gone, I'm going to try to uh, not buy more. I will probably fail. Uh, fatty saying that I should splurge my butt. I can't dude. it. If nothing else, it's not fair to my wife. She doesn't smoke. And if I, if I bought the most expensive stuff that I could, uh, I'd be spending $800 a month. Not only can I not afford that, that's not fair to my wife to be spending that type of money. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, uh, what else you got, sir? Enough about me. Well, I have sad news for Sly Dog out there. Uh -oh. There was a man that was shot in a Burger King in Florida for oh. not completing an order fast enough. Holy shit. How did that pan out? 
I don't know. There was a guy that went to a uh, Burger King and like freaked out that his order was taking too long. And yeah, he shot someone. I believe you might have that story wrong unless it's happened twice recently. Because I saw an article about how a lady went to Burger King. They were taking too long for her order. So she left, got her boyfriend who came back and then shot the motherfucker. Uh, that very well could be it. I was just looking at the uh, the headline. It was a slice says it's not him. <laughs> I, it better not be him. <laughs> oh, and Fatty said it is two different stories. Holy shit, dude. People are going off on the Burger King drive-thru. How slow is it fucking taking them to get people their burgers if there are multiple people who are coming back and shooting people and shit? I, I, think I don't BK know, but either way, trained. sad day for, for the Burger King. That is yeah. one whopper of a story. Oh, 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 dude, you're, you're, I'm going to award no points for that, sir. <laughs> uh, my wife is a huge Burger King fan. She doesn't like McDonald's at all. Uh, I was always a McDonald's person, uh, but uh, since, she, since she loves Whoppers so much, I've adapted to having their cheeseburgers. Now I can't have cheese on it. I just have hamburger. I can't have ketchup on it, just mustard, and I can't have the pickle on it. Dude, my life is fucking sad. <laughs> so so when I go to Burger King, all I order is a hamburger of mustard. Jesus, that is sad, Jay. Like, <laughs> I, maybe this oh, quitting weed will actually fix some of your stomach issues, and Wouldn't you'll be able be to nice? add in maybe, you know, a little bit of food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably, that would be nice, because I, I tell you guys that it doesn't bother me that much, but every once in a while it does. Um, wife really wanted to order pizza and she didn't because she felt bad for me. So not only did I not have pizza, I made it so my wife couldn't have pizza and that's horrible. You should not, you know, you should not be affecting other people's diet just because your diet sucks. I told her to order some pizza. I told her to order some, but she's like, oh no, I'm trying to be on a diet anyway. She's losing weight. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't like, she didn't like the scale the last time she got on it. So she changed up her diet being diabetic. She has issues as well. Uh, Like right now she's on the slim, slim fast diabetic, diabetic uh, shake mix, which is apparently different than the regular one. And I can't say uh, she's lost some weight on it already, but I must say it's done wonderful things for her blood sugar level. Uh, She normally always was pretty high on that. But she start, got on this slim fast diabetic thing and started keeping track of her shit. And her blood sugar levels have been awesome. She went to the doctor, the endocrinologist today to uh, have a checkup. And her doctor told her, I don't know what the fuck diet you're doing, but keep on doing it. Well, actually, if she would get on the diet that you're supposed to be on, like that could very well reverse a lot of the issues she's had. Right. And that's, and that's why I told her all along, I, you know, she's the type two that's uh, that she's type two. I think it is like, there's one that's bad and one of the other ones that's worse. And she doesn't have the worst one. And from what I understand, well, generally the one she, there's the one that you develop. And then there's the other one, which is the bad one that generally you're like born with and you're fucked for life. Right. I think she, she has the one that she developed. And I told her over and over again, if she watched her diet, she might eventually have not be able to stop taking shots and things like that. And, you know, for the longest time, she didn't want to hear none of that. I'm not a person to tell people what to do. Uh, I'll give you my opinion, and then I'm done with it. Uh, I'd rather see her eating healthy and all that good stuff because I love her and I want to keep her around. Uh, but I can't tell her what to do. I'm not her dad. So I'm really happy to see that she's making a lifestyle change because, uh, as I mentioned, I kind of want her to stick around. If she literally if she did the diet that I gave you. More than likely, after like six months of actually following it, like to the T, she would probably have no more signs of being diabetic. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for her, a lot of it was what she drank. She liked diet coke, and I kept on telling her over and over again that that stuff's the fucking devil. You know, it's it's poison. It it straight up is. Uh, it's even worse than regular coke because of all the fucking additives and shit like that. Um. But as I mentioned, I'm not one to tell someone what to do. I, I mentioned to her that I, my opinion on her diet stuff, and then I left it alone. And, but luckily, she came to the right decision on her own, so I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, whatever works, I guess. But yeah, she, she should probably be eating real food rather than slim fast shakes. But you know, well, whatever. Yeah, well, she does eat real food, but like she has a slim, uh, she has a slim fast shake for breakfast, and when it's like a the entire shake's like a fucking hundred calories. Uh, then she has a regular meal for lunch, and then she has another slim fast shake for dinner. And I told her that eventually she's going to have to move to like real food because that's not sustainable. But she wants to lose the weight that she's losing and get to where she wants to be, and then you know change to regular food, and that's fine. You know, uh, everyone makes this journey a different way, 
And as long as you end up in a healthy place, it doesn't really matter how you do it. Or just do it right to begin with, goddammit. Yeah, well, dude, but not everybody's like you, dude. You know, some people struggle with stuff. Um, I'm lucky enough that if I get into a routine on something, it's easy for me to keep at it because I'm a creature of habit. Not everyone's like that. Not everyone can just alter their diet or their exercise routine and all that good stuff just in, in one big step. Um, I was able to, because fucking, I take big bites out of fucking life, dude. I don't do shit in moderation. If I'm into something, I'm fucking into it. But on the other hand, there's lots of stuff I've never fucking touched because I knew I wouldn't be able to put that kind of dedication into it. I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of excuses and whining and all sorts of bullshit, <laughs> but Anyone as I say, I could do anything just fucking get those balls, grab them and attack the world. <laughs> but like I was saying earlier about the weightlifting thing, dude, I was pretty, I'm pretty happy with my progress. Uh, so it was kind of weird to back off like this. Cause I was actually looking forward to another week of adding more weight and getting closer to what my actual limits are. I don't feel like I've hit them yet. Getting close in some of them, but I don't feel like I've hit them. Uh, part of the issue being you have me do so much different things every week. So it's hard to keep track of what my individual progress is on everything. Uh, so you're telling me that uh, next week it gets really fucking hard, huh? I don't know what week it is, but like generally, like you should be good and ready for a deload week by the time you get to one. So it tells me that, yeah, you're not lifting as much as you should yet. But I mean, we knew that we knew that this first six months, you're not going to know what your limits are, like what you actually should be doing for these things. So, yeah, you're not going to necessarily have the the right reaction all the time. But say six months from now, if you're doing the same thing again, you're going to finish the week prior to this and be like, oh, thank God there is a deload <laughs> week. Sly dog asked about my parts. Yeah, they're still fucking horrible, dude. They're even bad to me. It's my wife's getting pretty frustrated about it. I'm hoping that'll let up pretty soon. Uh, but on the weightlifting thing, one thing I've noticed, which isn't great, but there's not much I'm going to be able, be able to do about it. Now that I'm uh, starting to see definition and muscle come back, I'm getting the same problem that I did last time. I'm fucking uneven, dude. Like even like my traps, one side is bigger than the other. And that's because I'm missing the muscle on the front. So my shoulder on the back, you know, you know the backside of it's had to overcompensate for it. Um, then, then like the, then my issues of scoliosis, I guess doesn't help any. So when I look in the mirror, dude, I'm fucking odd, like one shoulders higher and bigger than the other and just weird shit like that. Well, I mean, that's, that's going to be a thing, but Hey, at least the more muscle you get, you know, it'll kind of hopefully mask it slightly. Otherwise, no, hey, yeah, maybe you'll just look like a misfit for the rest of your life. Yeah, and, that, and that's my life, so I'm not too worried about that. But it does make it worse, like, uh, because, well, the, especially, like, for example, the missing pec thing. Like, it's visibly different now. When I was a flat-chested uh, nerd, you didn't really notice the lack of muscle because they were all lacking. But now that I'm getting bigger, it's becoming more and more obvious uh, that, you know, and that's why I don't normally go around with my shirt off. I feel kind of self-conscious about that. So even when I was getting bigger and, and you know, more muscular and people were actually making comments about it, it's like, oh, dude, you're getting pretty big. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, I still wouldn't be uncomfortable taking my shirt off. Shit, just save some money, go down to Mexico and get an implant. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to risk my life in some Mexican surgery place. So I'll just go ahead and suck it up. Uh, you know, I, I'm getting older and every year I care a little bit less. It's re I have reached a point where I don't give a shit what I wear anymore, which... <laughs> So I don't know why, why the, the missing muscle thing would bother me because I can read, you know, like I'm wearing a fucking passive J t-shirt right now, some gray cargo shorts. And when I had shoes on, there were some red shoes. I know that looks fucking horrible. I don't give a fucking shit anymore. Conversely, I'm wearing some croc sandals, an American flag headband, and that's it. <laughs> uh, dude i'm not too far behind you i, I want to take my shirt off because it's hot as fuck in here but i wear i but my chair is leather i have like a, a leather like office chair uh for that i sit in i certainly don't want to start sweating on that motherfucker god that'd be stinky <laughs> uh it was it's actually not that hot today i think i'm not even sure if it hit 70 or 71 but it's humid as a motherfucker i imagine you're having the same problem over there uh it's a little warmer here Part of the whole, you know, hurricane thing. Um, what was it today? I think it was around 80. 
Oh, yeah, Cameron Crown says I was. It was 80 most of the day. It just finally got down to like 75 ish as the hurricane hit. Cameron Crown said he was with me until the red shoes. I forgot to mention my uh, a passive J shirt's like a light lavender purple. <laughs> so purple, purple shirt, gray shorts, red shoes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right, you fucking clown. <laughs> and I wore that to the hospital today to get my second blood draw for the uh, testosterone test. So, which is all said and done. Now I go see the doctor August 24th and hopefully they will tell me that they're going to shoot me full of drugs to make me huge. Goddamn right. <laughs> uh, on the, uh, on the other news, uh, yesterday was a, uh, a day for me. I went and got new glasses. God, glasses are fucking expensive. I think I told you about that yesterday, didn't I? Yeah, I think we said something about it, how, like, you should really only be paying half. Yeah. Eh, well, you know, they're $700 glasses altogether, and I'm paying, like, 220 for them. So, I, it's not horrible, I guess. Uh, it's not the best vision insurance, but it's not the worst either, right? Yeah, not really. They're, they're like, $40 glasses that are marked up to 700 so they can well, somehow justify charging insurance 200 Right. Well, the, the, the frames are supposed to be like 200 and then there's like, uh, <clears throat> you know, then they're like the, the, the reflective coating was like $80. The, the transition lenses, lenses part was like $80. The carbon, the, 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 it, it, it's all a bunch of moderate stuff that adds up pretty quick. And so yeah, I could have gotten a fucking for, scam. Right. I, well, I could have gotten them for fucking nothing, you know, for free. My insurance would cover it except for the $30 copay. If I just got basic glasses, uh, no transition lenses, no anti-reflective coating or any of that shit. And those two, I actually like, uh, I like, I really like the anti-reflective uh, coating that works pretty good. Uh, I highly recommend it for anybody that has night vision problems or drives a lot at night. The transition lenses, I just, you know, wanted them because I can't afford two pairs of glasses and I need sunglasses when I'm driving. Yeah, I, I am glad that that is the one sense that I still have that's completely unimpeded. Like, my hearing doesn't work that well in the ear that I have, the uh, cauliflower ear, like, in my ear canal. I have basically no sense of smell from, you know, broken noses. My sense of touch doesn't even work that well anymore because of all my, my spinal issues. So yeah, like I'm pretty well broken other than being able to see. So really broken noses uh, affects your smell? Because maybe that explains why I can't smell things worth a shit. Because I've had my bro nose broken quite a few times. Uh, first time was yeah, by my brother when I was 12, asshole. At some point, not, it had to have been from the broken noses, but at some point, yeah, I pretty much just lost my sense of smell. Yeah, wow, that sucks. I don't know. In some cases, uh, lack of sense of smell is actually pretty fucking awesome, uh, depending on the circumstances. Yeah, it's just, it's not great. Like when you're like cooking like an awesome steak or something, like you should be able to fucking smell that. Right. Everybody yeah. else is like, oh my God, that smells amazing. I'm like, well, son of a whore. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I don't know, dude. But all in all, uh, I have to say, uh, other than the IBS thing bothering me some, and it's been pretty good the past couple of days, I'm pretty happy, dude. I don't, you know, I have my various aches and pains, you know, uh, my back fucking hurts. The newest thing is whenever I stand up for more than three or four or five minutes, I get like a burning sensation on one side of my back, but that's probably the scoliosis. But I like sitting here talking to you. I feel pretty good. So I, I don't really have that much complaint. There's so many people out there that have way worse than we do as far as like physical ail ailments and shit. So, uh, I kind of feel like an asshole when I'm on here complaining about my problems all the time. I know, like, think of those 70 people in Beirut. They had a terrible day. They fucking, hey, dude, that is, like, back on that, that's just so fucking scary, man. You know, like that, your life could be over. You, they, Those people never knew what the fuck hit them, you know? That's better than, like, a slow descent into death. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> like, for the people on the Titanic or something like that, you know, hanging out there in the fucking ocean waiting for a shark to eat you. Um yeah, there's another reason why I don't want to go in the ocean. Fuck, goddamn, dude. <laughs> you ever read some of the stories like the, in World War II about, about ships that went down and fucking uh, soldiers, a thousand shoulders go, sh shoulders, a thousand sh soldiers go in the water and like three or four hundred come out and sh sharks got the rest of the fuckers? Yeah, sharks probably didn't get the rest of them. It was, they all drowned. And then, yes, at some point they became fish food. 
for the no, most part, no, there's there, not that many. There shark are attacks there are cases the out world. there. I can't remember which fucking. Dude, trust me. I this is a this is a real story. Uh, you know, the the ship went down with like a thousand people on it, and by the time the rescue ships could get to them the next morning, fucking uh, sharks. Because and this is this is what eyewitness reports were of like people would just be floating on debris and stuff, and all you see them get yanked down. And that was the end of them, and it happened over and over again. So there are cases where hundreds of fucking people died from shark attacks. I'd have to go. Ah, see, Cameron kind of even knows what I'm talking about. The USS in 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 Indian Pol- I can't say that. <laughs> Indianapolis. You can't say Indianapolis. Like is it's that a city, what, Jay? Is that what that is? Indianapolis. Oh, I, I was. I, it's Indianapolis. I was going Indianapolis. What kind of fucking? City? <laughs> yeah, but there he goes. Yeah, Cameron Con's heard of it too. Uh, sharks are nasty motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm more worried about you know predators on land. Oh come on, start dude! Eating you like asshole first while you're still alive. Well, for one thing, they don't eat you asshole first. They just hunt you for sport, dude. It's like you've never even seen the fucking movie. Jesus, Jay. <laughs> we have to get back into goddamn documentaries about sharks and tornadoes. <laughs> and both Ian and Brian Ziering, we will do it. Oh, God. Let's not go back over that again. What else do you got today, sir? So did you hear that the XFL is going to make another run at it after going bankrupt due to COVID? Oh, I've I've heard even more about that, sir. I'm assuming you're leading up to this, right? Absolutely. That Danny Garcia, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Redbird Capital bought it for $15 million. That seems like a pretty good deal. I mean, I realize they're not buying anything but a name in reality, but... I mean, what are exactly are they getting for that purchase? Just the name? I mean, how does that work? So I don't think it has all of the information in there, but they would get all like the intellectual property. Um, it probably is getting like all of the equipment and everything else that were assets of the company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but- there still would be quite a bit of stuff. There would be infrastructure, like, you know, I- I'm sure some of the, like television production stuff is probably included. Like there's a lot there. Like if you think about what was put into that company. Oh yeah. I think Vince McMahon had cashed in like a couple hundred million dollars of stock to get it up and running again. Began able to purchase that thing for 15 million. That's fucking steel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously they don't have things like arenas and places like that. Uh, they probably just rented it out various spots for their games, but still, you're right. There's probably quite a bit to it. And if anybody can get it running, it's the fucking rock. I don't know how much of it's his business manager and how much of it's him, but he, everything he's fucking touched business wise is amazing. I don't even drink tequila, but I have thought <coughs> about buying his tequila just to try it. Yeah, yeah, that's that'd it's be a probably fun thing. decent. Right, I would imagine. So I don't think he put his name on something that was shitty. Uh, another one who's like that is Ryan Reynolds. Apparently, he's got his own uh, vodka company or some shit like that that's doing well. Yeah, fuck Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> You're not a big fan. Oh, I love Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that was some good shit. They keep on talking about doing a third one, but uh, obviously they're having issues with Ryan Reynolds wanting to do it a certain way and Disney not wanting them to do it that way. Well, fuck Disney. Like, I think he's proven that he knows what to do with a <clears throat> superhero franchise that he, you know, that he has kind of a close relationship with now. I, I think he's proven he knows how to do the whole Deadpool thing. Just let him run with it. Yeah, although I will admit I didn't like the second one nearly as much. I don't know. The second one was good, but the first one was just a fucking masterpiece. Uh, the second yeah, one. Yeah, but you're uh, one of those like elite nerds that no matter what the second movie was, you'd have been like, "Well, actually, that's not Deadpool true." Wouldn't at have all. done that in Act Three. That is, that is not true at all. Uh, for example, uh, the second X Men movie in both series was always the best one. Uh, with the original X Men series, it was X Men Two, uh, the one where the I've, I, I'm assuming you've seen it before where they had Stryker in it and all that good shit. That was a great movie. That might have been, that was one of the best uh, superhero movies ever. And then when they had the new series of X-Men movies, the second one, uh, Days of Future Past, was by far the best of the three movies. Um, so sometimes it's not the first movie it's uh, that does well, it's the second one. Yeah. Um, d- not, yeah. And 
too much nerd overload right now. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. What else do you got, sir? So this actually really isn't even a story, but this is something that came up. Like you're always looking for new hobbies. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing storage auctions? So, oh yeah, didn't we talk about that the other day? Like storage wars and all that good shit? No, I don't think we did. I thought you said you wanted to get into that briefly while we were talking about shit. Going to going to like storage auctions and bidding on them and such. No, I don't think I ever said that, but like there were some posts yesterday evening around storage auctions. And apparently some people have done it. And like I'm thinking like, this is a perfect passive J like thing to do. I don't know. Yes and no. I mean, it, yeah, it'd be fun to do. I don't really have money to throw at that kind of shit. But if so I did, thing, be... it's all about the hustle, right? Like it's right. you get this storage unit for 10 bucks and you flip, you know, these few pieces of furniture or whatever. You make 80 bucks off it and you can go buy a $20 one, flip that stuff. Like this seems like the perfect passive J hobby uh -huh. to get you out of smoking weed. So when you're bored, <laughs> instead you just go, you know, clean up some table that you got out of a, a $30 unit and pawn that shit off on someone. I would assume it's not like that anymore. I think all the reality shows have given a spotlight to that industry and has added quite a bit of competition. So I'm guessing like you can't just roll in there and buy like four different storage units for 10 bucks each anymore. There's probably surprisingly, quite a few people looking to it. Surprisingly, you can do this online now. Oh, that's a good look in my area. And there are literally storage units out there for like 20 bucks that I guarantee if I decided I actually wanted to take time that, you know, yeah, you need to go clean the fucker out and that's a pain in the ass, but like could absolutely flip the shit that's in there for at least a hundred bucks. Right. And Sly Dog saying in the chat box, that he's actually bought storage units before. And from what I understand, if you don't, you know, if you don't, if you buy the storage unit, open it up and don't like any of that shit, you can just leave it and they'll, they'll sell it again. Well, no. So generally, like, especially on these, on the online ones, it's like you, you have to pay for it. And then there's also a hundred dollar cleaning deposit. Oh, so if you don't fucking pick, take everything out, they keep your hundred dollar cleaning deposit. Yeah. So then you paid, you know, your 20 bucks plus a hundred dollars cleaning deposit. And then yes, they will end up just auctioning it again. Oh, okay. So that way, if you, so you can do it. Like I said, if you really want to go in there, pick out a couple of prime things and leave the garbage pay him a hundred dollars to take care of it and you're on your merry way yeah but that would be the thing that you'd really never make any money because it's not like you're you know buying a 20 dollars storage unit and you're just immediately going to find like 150 dollars worth of stuff in there be able to leave it and still you know turn any sort of profit right right i would imagine not but it is nice to know if you open it up and it's filled full of like shitty wormhole furniture and you're like oh well i just lost 150 dollars <laughs> rather than going, oh, fuck, I'm going to spend spend three days getting all this shit out of here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, like, that's that's absolutely a thing. But, like, we need you to start doing this, Jay, and start, like, vlogging your adventures. <laughs> Someone mentioned the uh, uh, magnet fishing uh, on the chat box, and I, I am going to be bringing that with me when I go on vacation in a couple weeks because uh i've showed you guys pictures of port austin they have that gigantic pier running off the edge you know what actually that might not do me anything um because now that i think about it that wouldn't really be a good spot to use the uh magnet for fishing because that's not a spot where people are going to drop shit on a regular basis you know it's a giant pier going out to, out into the middle of the lake well not middle but going into the lake and they use it as kind of like a a breakwater to, to protect part of their harbor um so you could walk the entire length of it out to the end, but I can't imagine most people drop anything off the edge. Yeah, probably not. So that's why I'm trying to get you a, you know, a better thing to do, Jay. And it could be your side hustle. My side hustle. And I'm then you'd be able to afford <laughs> the electric bill for the classic inflatable hot tub. Yeah, I still feel bad about that. My wife misses that. She's mentioned it and a think couple of this, times. Like, this, this could be something that you know you could bond with your wife in. Like you both, you go, you get <laughs> stuff, like you fix stuff up, you flip it, you make money. It's a family business then. Gives you something to do when you're not, you know, working for two months a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it might be. I'm, I'll look into it. It might be fun. 
Um, speaking of bonding with my wife, uh, I mentioned earlier that I was watching TV for most of the day, and I was. Uh, are you familiar with the Umbrella Academy show? No. Okay. Uh, they just dropped the season two a couple days ago. It's a superhero-based thing about uh, a whole bunch of kids that were born at the same time spontaneously uh, with superpowers, and this how this rich billionaire adopted seven of them and started to try to make a superhero team out of them. And then and it, it's pretty cool because it you know it jumps back and forth. Uh, I'm not even going to try to explain the plot or anything like that beyond that, but it's an enjoyable show. Uh, and season two came out uh, a couple days ago. So I walk into uh, the living room this morning and my wife's watching it. I'm like, oh shit, I was going to watch that. She goes, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. I'm, I'm on episode three. I'm like, fuck. Well, okay. So and I spent the rest of the day trying to catch up to her so that we could watch it together, <laughs> which was kind of hard since she was watching it too at the same time. Uh, so what I've been doing is after well, I was familiar with the plot, what was going on, I'd skip over boring scenes. You know, oh, okay, I don't give a shit about this person. Da, 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 move it for move it forward about five minutes or whatever until their scene's done. And I'm now like one episode behind her. <laughs> so now I'm gonna be two episodes behind episodes behind her because fucking I'm doing this show instead of watching it and doing this show instead of watching that show. Uh, so I've been trying to do this to catch up with her so that I can watch it with her. And basically it looks like I might watch the last episode of the season with her. Well, that's that's what you get. You yeah, get, yeah. You get left behind, then you can never catch up, and then you yeah. yeah what it's, happens, Jack? It's a bummer because we don't like a lot of the same shows. So I don't spend a lot of time with my wife, to be honest with you. Uh, we're in the same house all day, but I'm nor- she's normally in the front doing her thing, and I'm normally in the back doing my thing. Uh, she thinks that's weird. I've told her that's not weird. That's how it was with my mom and my stepdad. They live fairly separate lives. My mom you know, was a housewife. She, she did cleaning and cooking and watching her TV shows. You know, and she could like, you know, watch a show, get up during the commercial, clean some, you know, come back and watch it. My dad wasn't interested in any of that shit. He spent the, the first part of their marriage basically out in the garage. And then once they renovated their basement and, and turned it into like a seven, second living room, he spent the rest of his time down there watching the type of shows he wanted to watch, mostly the history channel. Um, <clears throat> is that weird? I mean, is it weird that I don't, you know, spend every waking moment with my wife? I'm normally like doing my shit and she's doing her shit. Well, it's not weird to not be spending every waking moment, but like seeing each other like, you know, three times a week is a, a little, little odd. Yeah. I mean, but you know, if she complains about it sometime. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't see you back here watching my shit or watching me play video games or whatever it is. So, so I, that's why stuff like these, I think stuff like these vacations I have coming up is important because you do need to set time aside just to spend time with your wife or husband or vice versa or whatever flavor that you got. Uh, what about bang, bang? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, we don't have any problems with that. She would, she'd want it every other night if she could get it. Uh, I'm normally a couple times a week guy cause I'm getting old. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, she'd be, she'd be up for it every night, but she needs a recovery day afterwards. Uh-huh. Likely story. <laughs> <laughs> true story my friend uh shit what else you got today sir we got time for at least one more topic uh so this is an interesting one so as part of the whole covid thing an irish pub had to go and uh ban the song sweet caroline from being played really? in the bar an irish pub okay first off what the fuck is sweet caroline being played in an irish pub for but go on ahead, sir well, Tell because everybody sings along, and when people are singing and everything, there's far more droplets in the air, and it's it's a much more, you know, conducive to catching the COVID environment and outlaw the song. Oh, Jesus. That's fucking silly. <laughs> uh, shit. Sly's dog's like, tell us, Jay, tell us recovery. Basically, it hurts her uh, uh, enough that she needs a day to recover, okay? That's not that... Uh unusual i would assume i mean we're all in the og here i'm assuming none of your wives can do it every night otherwise you'd kill them <laughs> yeah i think really what what she's trying to cover for is it takes her a day to get out of the depression of just how terrible that was well that's a completely other story i'm not going to confirm nor deny that but <laughs> but yeah with this uh really so they're really um i don't know uh, bars just seem like a horrible idea with the entire covid thing anyways uh, cause you know, you're supposed to be wearing a, a mask and you'd be taking it off to drink and to drink all the time. And once you get drunk, no one pays any attention to any type of safety stuff anyways. I mean, fucking how many, 
drunken idiots have hurt themselves seriously because they were too drunk to realize that they were fucking in danger in their life. So I assume once you get drunk, you're not going to give shit about a mask one way or another. Yeah, I'd assume that as well. Like, I, it's, bars probably aren't the best idea going to a bar and having a sing-along with, you know, 40 other drunks for Sweet Caroline's probably even worse. So are you comfortable with going to a restaurant or a bar at this point? Nope. No, still not. Like, yeah. I, like again, like I don't mind going myself. It's like if I catch COVID, big fucking deal. There's a well over ninety nine percent chance I'm going to be just fine. But I also don't want to go and do these things and end up like, what if I actually have it and I end up giving it to someone else and they give it to some old guy and some old guy fucking croaks. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Uh, we don't. We haven't gone out yet. I've tempted her a couple times, asking her if she wants to go to uh, Red Lobster and such, but she hasn't expressed a ton of interest. And whenever I think about it seriously, I'm like, uh, you know, that's probably a poor idea right now. Uh, no, as I mentioned before, at our country club, the entire inside's closed off. They did. They tried to do inside dining for about two or three weeks, but they had very little interest. And eventually uh, the, the board of directors decided to close it off again. I think we had one member get sick, um, but she was, uh, but then that's, it's, that's why they closed off the inside. Not because she got anyone else sick. She was always never inside. She wouldn't play golf. Uh, so she wasn't exposed to anybody except for the people that she played golf with and they were informed of it and nobody, they didn't catch it. Uh, but because of that, they realized that if she had come inside to eat, it could have endangered other people. And they decided to just close the entire thing off again. And for the most part, the members don't mind. Uh, it has caused some pretty big issues with the club in itself because we have like a tent in the back that people can eat under, but it's only covers three quarters of our patio. One quarter of it's not covered with the tent because some people don't want to eat underneath the tent. They want to actually eat outside. So that means if it rains, uh, there's a third of the people that we have no place to put. And if it rains bad, we have to move them all inside because uh, despite our despite our wonderful drainage of the golf course, the clubhouse itself, if it rains like a motherfucker, our patio floods. Uh, and like we had Saturday, uh, fucking 125 people for dinner and we were scared to death because there's all these weather reports that it's going to get really fucking shitty out and we had no clue what to do. Now, we had, a, we had an escape plan. If it got that bad, we would package everyone's food up and basically eat the cost and send them on their merry way. Uh, but you can't do that on a regular basis. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, interesting thing. Yet another reason for you to join the wonderful world of storage auctions. <laughs> I've got plans. I've got, I've got plans. I mean, you know, I, I, I told you the other day that I, I've been reminding myself that I have a four on one K to, fall back on if I have to, so I don't lose my house. Uh, but I would like to have uh, a, a backup resource and a backup income uh, regardless, because, you know, nothing in life is fucking rock solid. You never know what's going to happen. So, and I don't have barely any money in the bank, which I realize is a poor idea, but not, there's not much I can do about it. So I want well, beyond be that, a, like dipping into your 401k, like that's just kicking a can down the road. Like, that's right, not right. really a good thing. No, no, this would be, uh, the only way I would ever cash that in is if I was going to lose my house. That's because that's unacceptable. I can't lose my house. I'll never get this type of deal again. If I can't afford to live in this house, I can't afford to live fucking anywhere. Rents and apartments are way higher than what my uh, house costs. And certainly a different house would cost way more as well. So I have to keep this house. If I, if I lose this house, you know, there's fucking nothing for me. So that's not going to happen. So I will uh, cash in my 401k before that happens. Although I don't want to do that, obviously, because fucking, uh, I'd like to retire sometime in the far, far, far future. Get at least a couple of years of retirement in before I kick off. Well, well, there you go. Quit the weed. Take the money you were spending on the weed. Buy the storage yeah. auctions. Sell the things you got in the storage auctions. Buy more storage auctions. Sell all that. Become a, you know, an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Grow a goddamn podcast into an international sensation and retire well off. <laughs> there you go. Oh, look at that. We're going to have a call just before we get out of here. Let's see what this gentleman has to say. Well, oh, oh we missed him. I tried to pick you up, sir, but I, I wasn't quick enough, apparently. Uh, try tomorrow. I guess we're going to call it a day. Um, look, yeah, it, it is a show. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. Uh, I couldn't do the show without you. Uh, I want to thank my partner, Big Dalton. Couldn't do a show without him either. Dalton, you got anything before we get out of here? 
Uh, I've only got two things. Uh, if if I'm not back tomorrow, I died in a hurricane. But I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. It's really not too bad. I think <laughs> I actually see a little bit of sun coming out, so I think it may have passed. Yay! Also on the horizon, we need to make fight picks either tomorrow or Thursday. So, Jay, your job is to reach out to uh, Mr. Barber, figure out when he wants to come on and do that. All righty. We'll, we'll track him down on the OG and see what he has to say. And the final thing is fuck all y'all. <laughs> and you guys all have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, hey.